Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Ah, the calendar has officially flipped to the month of August. So we have a race in the streets of Nashville, an IndyCar coming up this weekend. And two weekends from now, we just got some news right before we recorded. You are probably very familiar with it by now, but uh, our own Connor Daly will be racing in the Xfinity Series at the Brickyard coming up. Um, and uh, two weekends from now, August 12th, 13th, that weekend, of course. So we'll talk about that. We got weekend podium. We got Connor recap from SRX in the broadcast booth with Alan Beswick. Uh, we got a little bit of everything on this edition of Speed Street per usual. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Joey Molinaro, producer Ben Walton, and of course, Connor Daly. Congrats on the new gig, my man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you guys got to see a live me trying to put the tweets on social media uh, before we recorded here. Uh, thank you for the delay in that. Um, but uh, yeah, really excited about it. Um, I, I I got a call from Tommy Joe Martins, uh, the team owner of, of, of Alpha Prime, um, who is a, a great friend of my stepdad's. I've known, I mean, I've known of the name of Tommy Joe Martins for a long time in the NASCAR world. He's done a great job establishing this team, uh, Alpha Prime. And uh, I was sitting at breakfast in Carmel, and uh, I, I I I get a call from him, and he's like, uh, "Hey, you want to drive for me?" I was like, "Yep." <laughs> I was like, "Let's do it." So it was actually it was actually originally going to be for the Road America race that just took place, um, but uh, I asked him. I was like, "Well, I would love to do Road America." But I would really be hating myself if I wasn't racing anything at the Brickyard weekend and I had to just sit in my hometown and not race when everyone is here to race. Yeah. So uh, we figured it out, figured out a program to, uh, you know, to to go racing. There's some, uh, you know, we, the, Tommy had some sponsors that that were able to jump on board, uh, which are awesome. Um, there are cows on our car, so that's amazing. Uh, AAN Adjusters is the sponsor we got to give them some credit i i i'm going to learn all about these and the and gill reef farms so we love that we appreciate those folks um but i can't wait i mean the car looks sick uh i get to be teammates with sage Karam as well sage Karam oh, nice. is my teammate friend of uh friend of ours 
uh, yeah. good IndyCar connection there. That's going to be the team IndyCar of the uh, of the Xfinity Series. So, um, yeah, super pumped to go racing. I, I I know the track. I I know we you know it'll be a lot to learn. I've only ever done one Xfinity race, and this is many years ago now. So it'll be tough, but um, but yeah, I'm really pumped to really pumped to just get going and get and have something to do. That's just so pure Indiana right there. I know we're oh, not yeah. fully for our cows. You know, that's more of like Wisconsin and everything. But we're known for our farmland. We're known for our uh, farms here in Indiana. Plenty of cows in there. So the fact that you got the cows on the car, uh, you're back home racing again. Fantastic news. Is there any tie-in at all with Chick-fil-A? Do we got any cows? Can we make something work there with that connection? That would be a lovely associate sponsor. If anyone at the Chick-fil-A marketing team would love to get involved, please feel free to let us know. Uh, that would be hysterical and awesome at the same time. But uh, yeah, still haven't seen the Chick-fil-A logo on a race car yet in, in, in the recent years, but man, that would be an ideal sponsor. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Hopefully I know. Can, anybody out there, like, yeah, like Connor said, who has any connection with uh, the old Chick-fil-A folks, why don't you uh, give us a call, give us a tweet, give us a message or something. Let us know what's up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make that happen. Um, well, I do want to talk about, man, that you were in, like I said, you were in the booth. You are in the broadcast booth uh, with the legendary Alan Beswick on the big old ESPN, uh, the flagship there on Thursday Night Thunder. <laughs> um, how'd it feel, man? Sounded great. Everybody loved it. Uh, did you have a good time? Thank you. I Honestly, what a wild deal to be calling – a race on ESPN. Like I'm, I'm seeing the, the commercials all day, all morning on sports center for SRX. And I'm like, I, I'm a big sports center guy. I watch sports center every morning. Uh, as I'm sure you have for many years, Joey as well. Big, you know, we, sure. we, we follow the sports. We see what's uh-huh. going on. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man, super cool experience. Great production team there. Um, and, and, and the race, I mean, we're going to get into talking about that race. There were a lot that went on there, and and we even had a driver kicked out of the series afterwards too. So a lot of drama in the SRX camp, but really cool to call uh, call things for ESPN. I mean, working with the, like Alan Bestwick. Alan Bestwick, I think, is one of the legends of the of the sport. I mean, he uh, I don't know why he's not doing more motorsport. Obviously, we hear him at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway at all during May. You know, we're going to hear about the Brickyard Weekend as well. Um, but that guy is is just so experienced, so good at what he does, uh, and I really appreciate the SRX series. If you haven't watched it yet this season as well, I know last year was on network TV. Now it's on ESPN, uh, but ESPN Thursday Night Thunder, I mean, it's it's every Thursday night. It's going to be this Thursday night. It's going to be the next Thursday night. I'll be back in the booth uh, August 17th for the season finale. So uh, it was fun. What did you think of it? What, what, what was your – Did you were you able to watch it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, it's it's pretty uh, amazing. Um, all the adjectives you can think of that uh, Paul, <laughs> Tracy, Paul Tracy finds a way, even in a series like SRX, uh, our pal PT, to uh, just just cause some mayhem and some some chaos. Uh, was, <laughs> like was that absolute difficult? chaos? Was that difficult to toe a line in the booth? What were your thoughts on old PT? Well, you know, it, it, it's tough. For those who didn't watch, you know, the Paul Tracy's obviously involved, Joseph Newgarden, you know, faces, friends of our show, people that we know from open wheel racing, Elio Castroneves, my teammate, uh, yeah. you know, recent teammate was there. Um, and, you know, Paul has this bad boy reputation, which is, which is actually awesome. I mean, he's, for years, he's been known as that, and it's been, 
kind of funny. And, it, and it's been awesome because everyone needs that. Uh, and he's lost. Like, I, I gave him a lot of credit in the broadcast as well for, I mean, the guy lost like 50 pounds over the offseason to come back. And, I mean, he looks completely different as well. It looks like he's going champ car racing again, like next week. It, it's incredible the effort that he's put in because he it's wants to be dead. better at this. Yeah. Um, that's that's the drive in a driver. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what is that's why we're so passionate about it. Um, but th- th- but there's a couple things that I, I will I and as people know with who listen to this show, I will always be honest and probably not the best thing for me most of the time. But like, if you cause an accident, it doesn't matter who who you are. Like, if if I saw Joseph Newgarden doing what Paul Tracy was doing, I'm probably going to call out Joseph Newgarden. You know what I mean? But yep. there was a little bit of there's a little bit of desperation. There was a, a, some accidents the previous week as well that he was kind of already on the limit for. Um, and you've got to remember with this series, it's supposed to be entertainment, right? It's supposed to be a series that. These team owners, Roger Penske, uh, Chip Ganassi, any uh, Hendrick, Childress, any of these folks will allow their drivers to do because they think it's safe. You know what I mean? Because they don't want it to be damaging them on race weekends. But when you see big shunts like we saw, you know, over last last Thursday night, it might make team owners think a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 kind of a shame to see that, and and it isn't really necessary. Like. Yes, we all want to race, and they they all want to race really hard, and that's what makes it entertaining. But there is a way to do it without completely writing off cars. So you know, there's a little bit of rubbing. You know, rubbing is racing, as they say. Um, yep. But but there was that that accident just kind of put it over. And, and again, they were side by side, and Paul just tried to get on the throttle a little bit aggressively. You know, to give him credit, that that probably turned out the worst that it could have turned out overall. That wasn't like a really intentional just driving into the back of somebody. But because of where he was in the field, because of how that could have been avoided when you're racing side by side, it was just that it, it, that it was, you know, it, it was a shame how it worked out for Paul. Like I, I don't want to throw him under the bus too much, but there was there's there's definitely enough there if you look at the last couple of weeks where you're like, hey man, like maybe let, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. That's all. And 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 I like I like Paul. I like what he's uh I like what he's all about. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a very talented driver, but, uh, he has been suspended from the SRX series. So I don't know if that's indefinite or not. I don't know what's going on, but, um, yeah, it, it was kind of, it was pretty crazy to watch on, on Thursday night, how it all took place. It almost felt awkward in the booth. Like both Alan and I were like, Oh, yikes. All those like, spaces. Yeah. Going to break. That is sure. not good. Yeah. Yeah, back to you in the booth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks. How do we toe the line on this one? Yeah, the official statement from SRX, uh, right after it happened, Superstar Racing Experience has announced an immediate suspension of driver Paul Tracy in relation to yesterday's on-track incident at Pulaski County Motorsports Park. Uh, so yeah, it just says uh, immediate suspension. doesn't say how long or indefinite or anything. Um, did pretty much just a straightforward, uh, you know, from Don Hawk uh, statement of, you know, we take yeah. your driver safety extremely seriously at SRX, at yada. Um, but yeah, I mean, tough, tough, uh, tough spot there for the traditional open wheel guys uh, at the Motor Mile there last Thursday. You have the the whole podium with Kyle Busch, Glenn Boyer, Tony Stewart. I mean, obviously, Tony Stewart has all of it, you know what I mean? But uh, you think, I think of him more more so, at least. Uh, and, and NASCAR, and then you have you know, Marco, Paul, Joseph, uh, all down there towards the bottom, Elio at six. But uh, 
Tough yeah, night I mean, for the open wheel guys. Tough night for the open yeah. wheel guys. That's one thing. And and I know people, I was getting texts. This is kind of funny. I was getting some texts from uh, comedian John Christ. And John, John was watching, and he's very funny on the internet. And he's like, man, what is with all you open wheel guys? Like He's a big NASCAR fan, and he's been to the yeah. he's been to IndyCar races as well. And uh, he's kind of ribbing me a little bit about that. But uh, it it is... It's such a different arena of the sport. Like, I, I can <laughs> promise you, even those cars, right? Heavy, big cars, not a lot of downforce. They have power steering. They have, uh, you know, Goodyear tires that all the NASCAR Cup guys are used to. Um, because that's the the tire that the SRX series runs is actually very similar to the Xfinity truck tire. Um, so it's tough, man. Like, when you have no practice and you just jump in like that, it's gonna take a while for these open wheel guys. Like I'm, I'm just glad we had Marco winning the championship last year for us open wheel guys. Sure. Uh, clearly, it is possible, right? But depending on the track, depending on the situation, some of those Cup guys, some of those stock car guys, are gonna be, you know, they're they're gonna have a bit a bit of a field advantage. So interesting to see that. I'm actually curious to see how that plays out at the next race as well. Yeah, it's Berlin coming up uh, on Thursday night, nine o'clock, of course. Um, Connor will not be in the booth this week, but the next uh, two weeks from now, right? August seventeenth. Yes, said. it's August seventeenth. Yeah. It'll be the finale. Oh, nice the finale! So drama going on there for the uh, August seventeenth race. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I, that's. Yeah, you're right, man. It is a tough because you know this this whole SRX Superstar Racing experience. You know, I, I think. First and foremost is it's not breaking any news, but you know, it's just supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be exactly. a little bit of mixed. It's supposed to be stuff that like you know, like a, I almost look at it as like a watered down version of like WWE for racing. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like you know, jumping off the high rope and like clotheslining guys. But you're yeah. supposed to, in my opinion, have sort of that feel of like. This is a little blown up. This is a little bit of drama, right? A little bit of entertainment. Yeah, maybe some laughs, maybe some, oh my goodness moments. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. But then it's just like, ah, oh, that line, you know, uh, especially yeah. for somebody like T, it becomes just very blurry. Now we all fuzzy. feel awkward. So you got King Schrader doing interviews after the race where he's yeah. like, I'm not racing again if Paul's here. Like, it, Dale Jr., yeah. our boss, had a great tweet about like, if you make Kenny Schrader mad, then you've done something really, really wrong. And I I was very fortunate. This is like race fan me going crazy. But after the race, um, you know, we, we kind of, we go back to the TV compound. It's late at night now, but a lot of those drivers have, have little have motorhomes there at the, at the track. They drive them on the schedule. They, they're, you know, they're a traveling circus essentially like SRX. Um, and, and so I'm having... I'm having a uh, uh, a cold beverage with both Kenny Schrader and Bobby Labonte, and I'm like, man, this is just a cool moment. Like, this is a, a great moment of of racing history. Listening to Kenny Schrader talk about what you know, what he what was going on out there, how he feels about it, and then listening to Bobby Labonte and Ken Schrader talk about just old racing stories, I could have sat there till four in the morning. Like that, one of two of the coolest dudes. And I and I I feel bad that I have not been able to spend as much time with them um, as I am now because I, I I wish I would have known these folks earlier. I wish in my childhood I would have got more Ken Schrader and Bobby Labonte diecast cars because I feel <laughs> like 
These guys are awesome. Uh, yeah. Nicest people in the world as well. Um, but yeah, like you got to have that still every week. You know what I mean? There can't be like this series is more about like, hey, we got some of the best in the world and the, and the best in our sports history coming right. to race against each other. Let's have a great time doing it, and we'll have cold beers afterwards. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what it's supposed to be. And 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 I I enjoyed that moment with with Ken and Bobby. Um, I even got Bobby Labonte's phone number, so pretty wild to to, uh, nice. to put that in my phone as well. Uh, and yeah, I think those guys are are legendary humans. Ken Schrader is one of the funniest dudes. And let me tell you, NASCAR back in the day, back in their era, that was a different world. And I talk about elite sports, man. But also having a great time. <laughs> Racing season is underway. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SPEED. Bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SPEED only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash terms. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I know that, you know, <laughs> I know that PT probably doesn't listen to this regularly, but it seems Probably that, not a show listener, no. Probably <laughs> not a show listener, but it does seem, in my experience, that at any time that PT or Paul Tracy is whispered or talked about, it gets back around to him, and he somehow will go out of his way to then direct message you or text you um, and make sure, yeah. that, make sure that you know his side of the story, so- um, yeah, I'll, I'll just be patiently waiting for that to happen once this episode drops. Um, well, he, no. yeah, I mean, there were some folks after the race, I, I know that were, that were saying that I, um, might've given him a, a lot of, um, I might've talked, well, not giving him crap about it, but like, I just was being honest, but I think all those people who said that I was talking bad about Paul Tracy probably missed the whole section of the show where I was like talking Paul Tracy up and how much he was dedicated to doing this yeah, and stuff like that so yeah. you gotta have well, a bit of both so, so I, 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 I big, felt good about it it, it, no. it was fun and uh there I mean that that just kicked off really a great a great weekend of racing even though IndyCar wasn't there that that's fine um but yeah we had a great weekend of racing overall I mean uh, the truck series, the Nice Motorsports team, a teammate, Carson Hosevar won at Richmond. Um, we had a great Xfinity race at Road really? America. Sage Karam almost won that thing. I, I don't know if you got if you got to watch that, Joey, but I was, I was locked following. in my seat. I was following. And great, I, I do believe the stock cars on certain road courses, most road courses, some of those races are great races. Um, and 
I enjoyed watching that one. Uh, Justin Allgaier looked like he was going to win easily, and then all of a sudden the track's covered in oil for the final restart, and people are driving around like it's wet. Like, it's crazy <laughs> to see what happened there. Um, Catherine Legg also was in that race. Like, she, Catherine Legg is also doing and Xfinity races. Like, if you're if you're going to pay attention to that, she's not probably with the best team. Um, she's 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 not in the best organization, but maybe they're going to be better as as they learn. Uh, but she's also going to be racing at IMS um, as well with me uh, in in the Xfinity series. So that that's cool. Um, yeah, great to see Sage run up there, run up at the front. That Sam Hunt racing team. I mean, two cars in the top ten. That's a small team. That's what's cool about NASCAR Xfinity, I think, and the whole NASCAR group. The smaller teams, when you see them do well. The fan bases recognize it. They recognize the differences in equipment, and um, and it's cool to see that. So I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was great overall. I mean, I, I there 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 was a lot that went on there, but if you're a race fan, I know we didn't have IndyCar, but there was a lot going on this weekend, Joey. There was a lot. There was, yeah. Super happy for uh, our, our pal Sage Karam. Um, I know that we wanted to talk about too the, the Max Verstappen situation. Not oh situ- yeah. What happened on on Sunday morning the Formula One race? Um, obviously, Max Verstappen goes on to win that race. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, no but, surprise. <laughs> but 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 inside the race, we had him kind of. Uh, well, you wouldn't say stepping out of line, would you? But kind of barking some orders. Well, there. Yeah, it's and I mean, it all started with in, with qualifying as well. I mean, we're. We like to talk about all forms of motorsport in this show. If you're new to this show, I keep seeing new new people come on to the show and, and start listening all the time. And we like we like to talk about motorsport, right? Like I have a lot of respect for Formula One. Um, you know, I was a Formula One reserve driver for a couple of years. People I just told people on my Twitch stream last night when I was racing, they had no idea. So new fans, newer fans to me and our program, they might not know that. But um but yeah, Max Verstappen, some of what he said and Max is a good friend of mine. Like I I I like Max. We've We've partied together. We've hung out together. Great dude. Um, But I tell you what, there were some things that as a driver, you kind of know what you should say or shouldn't say on the radio. And sometimes, look, your emotions take over because we want to do well in this sport more than anything else. Like, I'm sure there are people who'd let, you know, sacrifice a finger or two or a toe for for success in motorsport or maybe even more. Who knows? Um, Yeah. But uh, Max on the radio, in and if you didn't see it in qualifying, you know, basically uh, he made it through to Q2 or whatever it was, and uh, or Q3, and and uh, you know he was very upset that uh, you know they they weren't quite quick enough or they they didn't have uh, you know they didn't do the lap at the right time and the track was drying out and uh, and GP his engineer I actually know GP from um, from Force India when I worked at the Force India Formula One team GP was the engineer there as well so. I know him, great great guy, and he's he's on an incredible successful run. Um, but when you hear the driver basically saying that, oh, we should have done this, like we, we can't be this bad, you got to remember what that all the team members in the pit box can hear that, all of the guys that work on this car on that right. car can hear that. And look, you yes, you always want to be the best, but there's also a morale thing. You're like, hey, like man, this guy's like really hating on everything that we're doing. And you could tell GP was like, his engineer um, was like, all right, bro, like 
take the keys. Like for Q3, you can you can say how much fuel we're putting in. You can yeah, do, you do yourself, how, what tires do we run, <laughs> all this <laughs> stuff. But like that's not our job as a driver, right? Like that's why we have a team is for for all those things. So you have to trust your guys. And Max is so good maybe that he thinks, hey, I'm just going to do it all. But you can't do that. Like you have to be, you have to be the driver. So that was wild. And, and obviously, that you know they they win super easily, like literally by a country mile. The race was interesting for a little bit um, because of the rain and some of the conditions and tire changes and stuff like that. But uh, but even Max at the end of the race asking if his team wanted to do pit stop practice because he had such a big lead, like. Can you imagine that in IndyCar or NASCAR? Not even, no. no, even, not even a shot of that happening. Like Max is not even competing, so he wants to do pit stop practice with his team. He's like, hey, we could probably pit if you guys want. Like that is just, that is, that is something that I think Formula One is, 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 is not going to be able to make that type of dominance last for them if, when it comes to an entertainment series. I know everyone right. loves Formula One right now. They've got all their shirts. They've got their cool hats. They've they watched the Netflix show, um, which is great. But like it's it is so, it, it. I guess George Russell said it right. He's like without Red Bull, Formula One would be more exciting because it is more exciting from like P three on back. Sure, but that's still not the winner, and so it's. It's just, it's hard for me to watch. I watch only because I like the midfield entertainment, and maybe that's why people continue to watch. But my gosh, it is such a, it's just not even a race. And, and that's that's what kind of makes it difficult to, to watch at times. But I remember growing up in Ferrari was that dominant too. So maybe there's just ebbs and flows of, of this Formula One stuff. Yeah. But I think for them as a growing sport, it is more difficult. It's more difficult to sell when you have literally one team has won all the races. Like that's that is a tougher sell, in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, I remember we were all kind of getting like when Pelot went three straight. Yeah, know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like we, how that guy a... win by ten seconds at Mid Ohio? Like that guy. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had we had six different winners for the first six races of the year, I think. You know, and and, and we're you know, and IndyCar we're setting up nice, and then all of a sudden Plog is on the summer heater and our three straight. We're like, oh god, we're gonna lose people. <laughs> yeah, just, I think he's gonna win every time. We're going. Uh, we we got to get these people back. Right, exactly. But then they, they did come back. Like we talked about last week, a huge, huge ratings uh, at Iowa. Um, and obviously looking forward to Nashville this weekend. Hopefully keep that up because, you know, I think even if you're a casual, not even really a casual race fan, but you're just like, wait a second, Nashville, they got the hockey talk, they got the boots, oh, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the tie-in, like that sounds fun. Um, and that's what will be going down this weekend. Um, do you want to hop into that or do you want to hop into weekend podium? What do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, we could let's chat Nashville a little bit first because we got a we got a weekend podium coming up, obviously. Which is I I have actually really enjoyed this segment that I think we've added. I think the people enjoy this segment as well. We're not gonna do we're not gonna hand out any milk or call anyone dogs um, <laughs> this week because there was no IndyCar race. We're gonna save that for IndyCar races. Um, but uh, but yeah, oh, Nashville, actually, Connor. Yes, I, I did I did want to get your opinion on. Uh, um, the the news that it's looking like it's shaping up that that in 2024 now the Nashville race is going to be the season finale. As yeah, a driver, looks, as as a fan, 
I enjoy that. I I yes. am a big fan of that. Now, as a driver, I saw some folks, Nathan Brown was reporting, you know, that some uh, were like, hey, that 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 uh, uh, street course and that city and everything is so chaotic. That race is so chaotic that, like, that's tough for it to be the final race when you got championship on the line. As a driver, from your perspective, where do you stand on the potential of Nashville being the season finale? I think it's great if they change the track, which I think they are. Uh, like, from what I've heard is is they're going to have a going up Broadway or something like that. There's going to be a change in the track because right now the track is 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 it's not a great racing track honestly like it's it's just not great um (laughs) but i mean a finale in nashville 10 out of 10 sign us up laguna seca is beautiful it is a lovely area but my gosh is it not a celebration city that's like we're gonna go out and play golf and have delicious wines with our friends and like maybe for all the team owners, they enjoy it a lot because they can do rich people stuff out there. Um, but Nashville is like every team member is going to stay because they want to hit the streets. Uh, you know, all the all the drivers are much more inclined to uh, to hang out there because honestly, most of us live in the Midwest anyway, so that's much closer to home. Um, and that's and we could all about- stay at Joseph Newgarden's house too after the, <laughs> after the weekend. Hey, which also shout out to Joe New. Uh, yesterday, July thirty first was Joseph Newgarden Day in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, shout out to the twenty twenty three Indy five hundred champ. Um, but yeah, from a viewer perspective, like I said, like th- this is not supposed to be with a shot. It's going to sound like a Laguna Seca. They kind of get the 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 Pac twelve effect when it comes to like college football and college sports. You know, it's just like it's it's out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. even as who's heavily invested and who's a big fan of the series of sport who is following to see the championship drama, that West Coast swing at the end of the year, you know, you got college football, you got the NFL, you got oh, yeah. the Titans out there with the race. It's almost like, oh, that's going on? You know, you put it in Nashville, it just changes. It, it, it's right there on your doorstep. It, it's it's in the same time zone. It's in a popping city. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's not a racetrack that, while some drivers in my, you know may not like it because of the chaos, I think that's better for the viewer because it provides the chaos. Yeah, it, it's it just depends on how much chaos. Like I think when the track changes, I, I've I've heard a lot of positive stuff about that. Um, but you, I mean, you mentioned you, everything you're saying is exactly right. Like it, it the energy, the, even the promotion that that city does and that that race event does for a season finale, sure. they already promote fantastically they do a great job now they've got joseph newgarden day now i mean that city is truly embracing indycar racing uh which i think is fantastic so i think it's only positives i know there's going to be a press conference i guess uh on on thursday i believe this week uh which obviously everyone i think is is knows that announcement for the for the season finale um but uh, really cool to see that I, I i just hope that as we do that and we shift our schedule, I, I do hope that there are more races on the cards as well. I hope for the sake of us, there's, a, you know, the, I keep hearing rumors of the Milwaukee Mile. I never really enjoyed Boom. the Milwaukee Mile. A lot of people do really enjoy the Milwaukee Mile. I got to race there once way back in the day in Pro Mazda. Um, but I I think with the way IndyCar racing is, we need more ovals. I wish there was more banked ovals, but Milwaukee is Milwaukee. It's still very unique. It's still a very cool opportunity to go racing. Um, but that's uh, better. 
it has to be better than going back to Indy again, right? Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I do think that if we diversify the schedule, obviously that helps um, instead of going back to another place. Now, obviously, I love racing at Indy, but uh, yeah. I truly believe that, yes, we we do need to have a more, more events, more diversity on the schedule. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see. I, I love the idea of Nashville as a season finale, and if you do too, please let us know um, because I, I, I think it's a good thing and just creates the proper energy for usually a championship. Well, for us, it's always going down to the last race, right? Like it's, who knows, maybe Alex Below is going to change that this year, but usually the last race is filled with a lot of excitement. Yeah, well, this year, um, it's the same track that we've been used to the last two years. Yes. Uh, Nashville this weekend, um, like we talked about, a lot of chaos that's always going on down there. The weather has typically been a factor. Yeah, going to be always interesting down there. In 2021, it was literally, I mean, you were on the devil's doorstep. It was that hot. Uh, last year, because it was that hot, you had a bunch of storms and rain delays. The track was wet and and, and, and all sorts of craziness. But right now, um, as you look ahead, we're recording on Tuesday. Obviously, you have uh, practice on Friday. You call for a 50% chance of storms and Saturday and Sunday. No storms right now, but hot. 90 on Saturday, yes. 92 on Sunday, but I do like that they changed the start time of the race. Yes. The past two years, it's been like a 3, 3.30-ish. This year, it's noon, and I like that. Yeah, I, I think that's great as well. Um, just gets us going and maybe get us out of there earlier, out of the heat, because uh, like yeah. the, a couple times, this race has almost run into the dark because there's been so many yellows, so... I, no. I've I've been walking home to my hotel after that race the last two years, and it's like the sun is setting. Uh, some of my friends are like passed out on the bridge already because the day has been so long and they've been on the booze. Um, so it's you know there there's there's a lot there that um, I think it will be nice uh, for the series to get it going a little bit earlier. So that that's good. Also sure. this weekend too, um, Lena Slunquist, the Indy Lights yep. champion, is going to be in the sixty car. Uh, Simon Pagano obviously still out, um, which is uh, which is tough for sure. But uh, you know, according to uh, Nathan Brown, looks like uh, this is helpful for the Indy Lights series, right? Yeah. You get your champion in a car. Uh, it, it helps. I, I assume it helps the team as well. There's a scholarship there that wasn't used, uh, and according to Nathan, looks like you know they are able to use that uh, to help you know make this program happen. It looks like. Uh, which I think is is a really positive thing. That's I would obviously love to be driving if there's a chance there, but you got to think about uh, the the sport is much bigger than than what I want, obviously. Uh, and in the end, you know the the team has a lot going on. They uh, they made that decision, and it's great for the series. Obviously, I think I, I think it's important uh, to know that what all goes into these decisions. There's a lot of elements to it, um, and you know what. Linus Lundquist is going to get a chance to go out there and uh, and do some racing and make his debut at a really tough track, uh, kind of like Tom Blomquist was doing. Tough track to get to get going on, um, but we know that those Andretti cars, the Andretti Shank cars, um, they've been good at street courses. So uh, so hopefully that's a good opportunity there. Um, and uh, and yeah, there's there there was a lot of interesting stuff. Um, this weekend, a lot of things to pay attention to. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be cheering for the 60 car, obviously love that team, love that group of people. 
uh, incredible folks um, that I have a lot of respect for. So it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch, I think. Yeah, always a always a really really fun weekend. Uh, you know, if you can if you can handle the heat, um, the Nashville weekend is definitely one to be a part of and, and be down there in the city with the energy of Nashville. And then when you're down there on the rooftop at Acme and you have the cars going <laughs> round, and it's it's really almost heavenly uh, for for an IndyCar fan. Really. Almost, I, I'd, I'd put it up there. Um, this it's heavenly if you take out the heat that's hotter than the devil's asshole oh um, man but that's you know that's just something you got to deal with in the first weekend of august and nashville uh quick update on the standings like you talked about as we head down here to the back stretch of the 2023 indycar season uh joseph newgarden has closed the gap um his big weekend in iowa he is now um i'm not good at math let's see three uh, seven, now 80 points uh, behind Alex Pillow heading into his home race. Scott Dixon's hanging around there in third as well with 357. So he is 120 behind Marcus Erickson and Scotty Mack. Round out the top five. So obviously heavy Ganassi Penske, as we know. And uh, hey, another great opportunity for Joe Joseph Newgarden. He hasn't, um, in, in the past two years, you know, he's been the face of this race, obviously being the hometown kid, but it hasn't been too favorable to Joseph Newgarden. So now would be yeah. a great to be able to uh, right those wrongs from 21 and 22 and um, you know continue his his hot streak here coming off of Iowa yeah I think Joseph's gonna be strong I, I think uh, you know if we're gonna give our predictions right now let, let's do some predicting just for fun random spur of the moment predicting I'm gonna say on the podium is uh, uh, before we get into our weekend podium I'm gonna predict the podium and I don't know I don't know who is gonna be on there but I think uh, I think two Penske's. I think Joseph Newgarden and Scotty Mack are going to be up there, and Alex Pillow. I think we're not going to see any change in the dominance of who's going to be going good and going bad. I think it's going to be easy to predict those three. My uh, ringer for the podium is Colton Herta. Get Colton Herta up there because obviously he was super fast. Um, but those are my those are my picks. <laughs> yep, I like those. I'll say my ringer is Kyle Kirkwood. So stick. All right, with- yeah, that's a good one. Um, the, the Hondas, the Andretti's, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's already won the street, um, earlier this year in Long Beach. And I uh, hope we don't see that. Like, I hope we see something different, like a crazy podium that's like full of new faces, but I, I just, I don't know. You, yeah. Well, it's hard yeah. to beat those guys on a hot streak right now. And, and, and maybe Penske isn't as dominant as we've seen them at Iowa. Cause it's a very completely, literally the opposite track. Sure. But man, after seeing them literally punch everyone in the throat uh at iowa you know it's it's hard to not think that they're going to be good at at uh, nashville as well introducing royal caribbean's newest ship icon of the seas the ultimate family vacation the ultimate six slides eight neighborhoods zero compromise vacation the ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation the ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation this is the icon of vacations icon of the seas arriving in 2024 book today come seek the royal caribbean ships registry bahamas 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yep, riding that heater for sure. All right, from uh, weekend podium predictions to our weekend podiums, um, let's get into it. Connor, why don't you start us off? Yes, all right. We're gonna. I'm gonna sing a, th- a theme song for weekend podium. Oh boy! Just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, not that's already. Not that's not what I'm gonna do. Um, so I, I'm gonna start. I also have some birds. I'm gonna give too. I'm gonna give. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna give some birds to some people. Willpower birds. Um, okay. P3 on my podium from the weekend is Sage Karam. I, I think that was a, a great performance. The, it, it, it's the NASCAR Xfinity Series, as I'm going to figure out in a couple of weeks, it's a very difficult series to jump into, and there's much, much different tiers of equipment. You know, the, the junior motorsports cars, the Gibbs cars, uh, so fast, those cars. Uh, they're at the highest level of development for that series. Um, you know, the, the way the arrow works, the way everything works, the engines always, you know, fantastic stuff. And, um, you know, the, the, the Sam Hunt team is, I guess, an affiliate of Gibbs, which is, which is good, but it's still not the top, top team. So, you know, to see him run up the front, literally qualify at the front too. Um, I think that's huge. I think that was great for, for him. He's had some bad luck in that series, uh, recently. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that was great. You need something like that. Because that was, again, the way the Xfinity Series works is wild. Like, Sage was driving for them just for that weekend, and he's going to be my teammate at Alpha Prime, and he hasn't been doing a full season. The, the way the NASCAR stuff works is you could be driving for three different teams in the year, sort of, it seems like, depending on where the money is, how things are funded, and who who needs an opportunity to be, you know, to be given out. So, got to give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, tough. He got to the lead with one to go, but the track's covered in oil. It was crazy, but he hung on to it to finish fourth. Um, so that was really good. Uh, I, I thought Sage Karam deserved to be on the podium uh, this weekend for that for that that performance. I definitely agree, and he is actually my number two. Oh, so, all right, all right. So we're skipping ahead. Up, you got second place for me. So um, now we can check that off. So my third place actually um, is Cowboy Caviar. You ever had? You ever had no. Cowboy Caviar? I do not know what that is. It sounds like a hillbilly delight. He, you, you would nail it on the head. Right there. <laughs> then you ever had cowboy caviar? Thing? I have no, no idea what that is. <laughs> all right, so it's just, um, it's, it's a, it's a dip. All right, it's, it's a, a dip. It's, it's an appetizer. It's a dip, um, and and really, it's just you know, see, so think of fancy people caviar, you know, with like the shrimp poop or whatever it is that they put on there. I don't. Even, <laughs> I forget what it is, but I know caviar is gross, but it's fancy and rich and expensive. So cowboy caviar is just like all the best fixings. It's all all the good stuff. You get cilantro, you get avocado, you get corn, you get beans, you get um, yeah. There's just all this stuff combined into one thing. It's a dip. You know, you use it with chips. You put it on tacos and do whatever. But my father-in-law makes a killer one. So if you guys haven't had Cowboy Caviar, he fired it up this weekend. I hadn't had it in a while. And I was like, that doesn't get enough credit for being on the dips, the appetizer list. You know, everybody talks about queso. 
Everybody talks about guac. Everybody talks about buffalo chicken dip. Not enough people give cowboy caviar the credit it deserves. So that gets a big P3 for me this weekend after having it. Fascinating. That is, did not know anything about it. Now we do. Nope. So I appreciate that, uh, that knowledge. Uh-huh. Let <laughs> Ben, what do we got? I respect it. Uh, that sounds great. I just made fajitas for dinner last night, so that could have been a, a good oh. addition to that. So Cowboy caviar ready. fajitas. Yeah. It's like it's light, too. You know, some of those dips, like buffalo yep. chicken, it sits on you. It's like, no, cowboy caviar is light. You feel like you're kind of eating some veggies, some healthy stuff. Yeah. All right, Ben, P3. Perfect. I'm going to add to the list. Uh, number three for me, I really wanted Connor to talk about it, so I'll bring it up, is your interview with Clint Boyer during the SRX <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> Calling over the radio, that's kind of the unique thing the series does is they have you guys during the race uh, call into yeah. their radio like as they're running and try to give them an interview. And uh, your boy or one went exactly how uh, I think everybody thought it was. So I, th- I found that hilarious. Well, I enjoyed it, honestly. Clint Boyer is one of my favorite people in all the sports. Uh, just getting to talk to him before the race uh, was was fantastic as well. Um, and he did an awesome job. Like, the guy raced his butt off like he did yeah. a great job so he went from uh you know three years of retirement where he he told me he spent a lot of time drinking and partying uh which i expect nothing less out of him um and you know he, he's feeling like being an athlete again and being a racing driver so it was, it was really cool to see <laughs> i really love clint he's hilarious oh man he's awesome all right, um, all right. You know my P2, Connor, your P2. Yeah, we know yours. Joey has uh, Sage there. He's occupying a lot of our podium spots. Uh, P2 for me is ice baths. Uh, ice baths are P2 for me now on the list. Ice. Uh, I have been recently getting uh, deep into um, ice baths uh, at the new gym that I work out at with a new trainer. Um, and I have, uh, I don't know why, but I, I have... I enjoyed it. It makes me feel like a hero after I get out because I've now got up to spending three minutes in the ice bath in the in the in the cold in the cold water, cold icy water. How, how, how cold are we going? I very cold, like cold as like uh, just above freezing type cold. I don't know how to. I think it's like forty degrees or something, forty degree water, something like that. Yeah, um, pretty cold, and it has helped with recovery. It has helped with like. The feeling you get after an ice bath is wild. And I've seen people try to do it and they like start flipping out and looks like they're almost about to have a seizure, like getting out of this this tub because they can't stop breathing so heavy. It is hard. It does suck. But there's something about that feeling after an ice bath where you're like, oh man, my body feels impenetrable. Like if you shot me with a bullet, it would bounce off at that point. So uh credit to ice baths. Uh I even took one after this after the race at Iowa Saturday night. I got the hotel to give me a giant, um, basically a giant push cart full of ice, and I just poured it in the bathtub and got water in it. So uh, a big, big athlete guy now I'll do an ice bath like a crazy person. Now, do you, if you could do ice baths, um, I'm assuming you can do I like cold showers, right? No, I don't like cold showers. <laughs> I have to be just fully submerse me, get me in, and that's about it. I, I, I that's all I want to do. No, like it hit you not sitting it, but you don't like it hit yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, exactly. Showers, but I can't. All right, Ben, P two. Um, so that was a little more on the healthy side. Something that was unhealthy. <laughs> um, 
number two for me, the Road America Cheese Curds. I was there this past weekend. Oh, man. And uh, I've been there. I went there four years ago for an IMSA race and loved them then. And I got them uh, this past weekend. They're absolutely delicious. They're more of like a garlic breading. So it's a cheese curd. Throw a little spice of garlic in there and it is phenomenal. I'm personally a marinara guy. I don't know if you guys Eh? are cheese enthusiasts. I'm marinara is my top dipping sauce. I don't know if that's I can't eat cheese curds anymore. Yeah. Uh, That's tough. That's yeah. uh, In my my old age, and maybe I could have eaten cheese curds when I was fourteen to seventeen. Probably that's about it. No, (laughs) not diabetic friendly. What about your? What about like a Chipotle ranch type situation? Oh, if it's offered, oh man, yeah, or like a barbecue ranch. Uh, Those would be my cheese curds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going Midwest traditional, usually it's ranch, ketchup, or marinara. But yeah, Chipotle ranch. If it's there, I'm absolutely taking that. Ketchup with cheese curds? Yeah, I know. I know it's bottom of my list personally, but I've I've seen people do it. That's maybe cheese more of a Minnesota curds. thing, but yeah. Oh Lord, thank you. Yeah. Um, that's something right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Connor P one. Man, okay, so P one. This will be interesting for folks. Uh, P one for me is tire wear. Tire wear is P one. We saw tire wear in the SRX series that created some good racing. We saw tire wear from Iowa all the way back then that caused some good racing. Uh, Richmond Cup race uh, was a fascinating race if you enjoyed strategy and tire strategy. It almost reminded me of our Iowa race because the leader, the lead pack lapped up to like 12th place. And it was fascinating to see how their tires degraded. And then you'd have people pitting early. And, uh, you know, the you got to give credit to the RFK cars. They were fantastic. But I just think that when you have a good a good amount of tire wear, obviously the degradation we talk about and we sometimes criticize, but as a fan watching, because I was a fan this weekend, um, you know, seeing, even in Formula 1, actually, there were more pit stops than normal because, you know, they, they went to the soup, they went, they went to the softs because they thought it was going to rain, and then they had to, like, some people made it work, some people didn't. Lando Norris had no speed at all, made tires last, and he finished in the points. Uh, so almost across all sports, the tire wear thing did seem to create a good race. Uh, you know, at the end of the Richmond Cup race, everyone got to pit for new tires, but it was fascinating to see, you know, who, obviously it wasn't that close between the leaders. I understand that. But if you saw some of the cars that pit and then they were charging through the field, it was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Uh, who is this going to work out for? Uh, and, the, you know, there was a there was a graphic that I saw that, um, you know, if, 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 if it went the rest of the way green, you know, there would have been certain cars if they would have kept doing their lap times that would have actually won instead of, uh, Chris Buescher. So I think tire wear, uh, you know, although drivers hate it sometimes we do absolutely hate it. Uh, I think it created some good racing over the weekend, uh, including SRX as well. People are trying to save their tires there too. So, uh, P1 for me goes to tire wear. Tire wear, which is a weird one, but I just, well, I said, hey, I enjoyed the Richmond race. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed how the tires fell off. I enjoyed uh, hearing Brad Keselowski after the race talk about how he had to manage tires. So uh, it was interesting. It, yeah, it's interesting. And it's and it's P1 because it's, you know, making uh, things um, different. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 you just summed it up. It's interesting. All yeah. right. Uh, P1 for me, going completely opposite direction here. Uh, P1 for me goes to the uh, film Oppenheimer. Oh, Oppenheimer. Uh, All right. 
we last talked uh, on last week's episode. I, I saw it. Uh, phenomenal. Very intense. Very, uh, you know, it makes you think about a lot of things. Um, wow. In history and about the, the world and where it's headed. Uh, the performances are great. The score may be even better. Uh, I will say that it is a haul. Like you, you do have to, you do have to make sure. Hey, you're talking about tire wear. You got to have a little uh, 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 bladder wear. Like you yeah. got to have, got to keep uh, the rubber on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to be aware of the situation with the bladder. Um, you know the, and that that brings in fuel as well because you're fuel, like, yeah. Hey, I want to drink this. You know, I want to have my big soda, but I got to take care of my bladder because I'm sitting here for three hours and 15 minutes. Interesting now, comparison there between uh, tire tire life and uh, bladder life. I like that. Fuel, hey, and tires, yeah. This is a racing podcast, so I'm Absolutely. bringing fuel and podium back in, even though it's a movie. Uh, but really, it, it was really great. A definite favorite uh, Nolan film of mine now. Um, and so I highly suggest going to see it if you haven't yet. Big, big props, a big P1 to Oppenheimer. I really want to see it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I, I'm, my neighbors went to see it, and then they were like, you have to see an IMAX. Like, it's amazing. I was like, I got to do it. Like, I, yeah. it needs to happen. Thank you. Think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I can't wait. Man, man what do you got? Here. Uh, sticking in the movie TV world, uh, number one for me is the quarterback docuseries on Netflix. I don't oh, know if you guys okay. watched that yet? Um, I watched episode one and a half. I watched one and I half. watched one episode and then half of the second one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I love it so far. I think it's a good take on following. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and then Marcus Mariota. I just hit the episode where he got cut from, or he got benched, and then he just left the team. So that was super interesting that he just kind of disappeared off which i think he's on the eagles now but yeah uh, you know my guy kirk is on there which i appreciate because he gets a lot of crap for being kirk cousins but oh yeah yeah um, i feel like he's won over a lot of people with just being the typical midwestern dad with the the button-up shirts and the just saying the gosh golly g's and the darn it's and just being a big football guy so i appreciate that as vikings fan and hopefully uh we'll carry that momentum into the season very likable man i tell you what Watching him on that first episode of the show, I mean, I thought he was like, I thought he was going to teach me math afterwards. Right. Like, hey, kids, like we're going to learn about algebra hey, today. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, this guy's actually slinging slinging balls. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's uh, hey, he's a, what a wild human being, what a wild lifestyle he's lived. Primetime Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite part is when he um, yeah. He was showing how he like records the play calls in a voice memo and then listens to him back on his drive home <laughs> facility because it most resembles how he's gonna hear it in his helmet. I was like, that's some big dork shit, but that's some oh, good yeah. but that's a good prep. He's a that's, big that's football a good, guy. Yeah, football that's guy. a good good football way to prep. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I, I respected it. And uh yeah, very, very likable. It does guy. make me want to watch football too. Like I as soon as I watched the first episode, I'm like, my gosh, like is 100%. it like we need to get football no. going here? Like I Yeah. We gotta get this, we gotta get this show on the road here. But I mean and it's sad because racing season's coming to an end, but it's like, man, football is so great. We do got a double feature this Sunday. We got noon, uh the Indy Car uh, Music City GP, and then later that night. You got Chris Collinsworth and Tariko back on the air for the Hall of Fame game. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> football is back, baby. Are we betting on the Hall of Fame game? Double what are we doing? Are we taking the Jets? What are we? Oh, 
taking well, no, we, who we taking for the Hall of Fame game. Rodgers ain't playing. I know. Uh, so Zach Wilson's playing. I bet he'll get a good amount of reps. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'd probably <laughs> take the over on Wilson uh, touchdown passes because he's got to show really? out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. going to show out. He's got a, this is his chance to shine. He's not going to get to this year. So, might as Man. well on national TV. But, uh, all right. It's we so can tempting because, like, you, I, I want, I want to bet on the first game of the NFL. I like, it's a preseason game. Like, never bet on the preseason. It's an awful thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun thing to do, Connor. It is. It is fun. It is fun We're to do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Another weekend podium in the books. Why don't you uh, wrap us up here with our Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver? Absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed this show. Got a lot in. Uh, Going to get into a great segment that we like to call the Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week. If you're new here, uh, welcome. If you're not new here, uh Thanks. I keep seeing people all the time at every race weekend shouting out our podcast name, so I appreciate you folks. Um, I went this uh, this week with the 1950s. I've been I've been enjoying the 50s. I've been enjoying the 50s and who we're learning about in the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. So I went with the 1953 Indianapolis 500. Uh, 1953 Indianapolis 500, and I went with the second place finisher. The runner-up oh. finisher, uh, he won $27,000 uh, for finishing second in the 1953 Art Cross. Art Cross was a name that I feel like if he finished second, I should have known his name. I, I am not familiar with the name. Um, Art Cross was the first recipient of the Indianapolis 500 Rookie of the Year Award. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the Rookie of the Year at the Indy 500 is a is a great award, a uh, very prestigious award. Uh, I was not able to win it my year because I, I was in a Foyt car and Carlos Munoz was in an Andretti car. So uh, that was a tough one. Um, my car caught on fire two times in the race. But Art Cross began racing midgets in 1938 and then served as a tank commander during the Second World War, uh, even received a Purple Heart for during the Battle of the Bulge. That's insane. Like, that was that's wild. Um, so yeah, what an incredible, what an incredible person. Yeah. I mean, you, you, we have a common theme here with, uh, with these 50s drivers, a, a lot of them, you know, seem to have served our country at one point or, or another and then hop back in the race car. So, you know, true American heroes on multiple fronts, not only being, um, you know, Indy 500 drivers, but also oh, yeah. being actual war heroes. So pretty cool for art. And you see that he used his twenty-seven grand of prize money to buy a farm in Laporte, Indiana. So Indiana, I got, I got to respect that. He did pass uh, away in Laporte, Indiana, at the age of eighty-seven on April fifteenth, two thousand and five. Man, eight, say so. At least we didn't have a life cut short there. I mean, eighty-seven. That's a good. That's a good run as a as a war veteran. Uh, four Indy five hundreds looks like for Art Cross, fifty-two through fifty-five. Uh, with a best finish of second, so incredible, uh, incredible runner up there. I why wasn't his car in the uh, second place finishes uh, exhibit at the in, at the IMS Museum? Good question. I, I did not know. I did not see but, HC in there, but that is uh, really cool. So Art Cross, second place finisher in the 1953 Indianapolis 500. All right, that's this week's Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Okay. Uh, this weekend, like we mentioned, IndyCar heading down the streets of Nashville for the third year in a row. Going to be hot, but going to be a blast. Connor, are you heading down there? 
I am not going to Nashville, no. I, I cannot take uh, an, another weekend of watching. Uh, there's really a lot of people could say that it's important for me to be there, but uh, at this point, you know, it's it's um, it's it's just tough to go down and watch. And it's also my girlfriend's birthday, and I haven't I I didn't get to spend uh, the weekend with her last year because obviously I was racing in Nashville, uh, and I would obviously like to be racing again next year full time. So. Uh, while I have a chance, I'm going to spend uh, the birthday weekend with my my girlfriend. So I think that's probably important to do. Uh, and I think people uh, in relationships will understand that. <laughs> happy birthday. Early happy birthday to Miss Amy. That sounds like a great time. Uh, I'll be in Chicago this weekend uh, with an early 30th birthday celebration for myself. Oh, uh, all right. Big 30. Yeah, and uh, I don't turn three till the end of the month, but uh, this is the only weekend that worked out to get a big group of uh, folks to go up to Wrigley. Appreciate the Cubs for setting it up. They're they're hooking us up with a suite up at Wrigley oh, man. on Saturday, so um, going to be a grand old time, but we're really looking forward to that. Um, also, um, I, I, I will be in Columbus, Ohio, doing a show on Wednesday night. Uh, and then August 17th, I'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, doing another comedy show. The 22nd of August, I'll be just outside of Cincinnati in Liberty Township doing a comedy show. All of these dates and tickets are available. Uh, OfficialJoeyMolinero.com, all over my socials as well. So if you want to come see me do stand-up and see a show, we'd love to have you out. Um, you can see the dates and locations there. Very, very excited about that. Um, and then of course we got, like I said, we got Nashville this weekend. So IndyCar is back in the streets, full weekend of racing. And the next week we'll be back to, uh, get everybody ready for Connor running back at the Brickyard on uh, the second weekend of August. So looking forward to that. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the show. We appreciate you until next week. We'll talk to you then on Speed Street. A brand new episode of Door Bumper Clear is out now. Head over and don't forget to follow the show so you get notified as soon as a new episode drops. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.